0: You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into your Thursday edition of the podcast. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show. We're going to continue on with our looks at the position groups for BYU football in the lead up to spring camp. It's also a Twitter Thursday. Have some great questions teed up that we're going to answer on today's show, as well as catching you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. So a busy show, but should be a fun show. And let's get rolling right now. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 17th. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for The Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. As the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. And a big thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. And appreciate you guys stopping by and downloading the show wherever you get it, free and available on all platforms. And yes, YouTube is still on its way going through, I guess, the final check run or checklist. Yeah, checklist as you get ready for that debut video wise, but looking forward to that all the same. All right, let's get going on today's show and let's do another position group preview about ahead of BYU spring ball, which kicks off on February 28th. And the way we've been approaching these, if you haven't listened to the episodes earlier this week that we hit on this stuff on Tuesday and Wednesday, we're doing three major questions for each one of these position groups in spring ball. Will all three of the questions that I will propose get answered in their entirety? I would hope so, but I also understand that in some cases, they can't be answered in their entirety, and that obviously should help delineate where things stand. But today on the podcast, we're going to talk about the wide receiver position for BYU on offense, and I think this is a position group that actually has a lot of intrigue despite losing two major contributors from last year. Going into spring ball, the question our question number one for this wide receiving core is how much will Gunnar Romney, Keanu Hill, Pukunakua, the top three dogs at wide receiver, how much will they participate and how much progression will they make in the spring camp to come over the next month or so? I think you'll see them practicing, but if there is an open scrimmage slash spring game, I'd be very hard pressed to believe that you will see them suited up and playing for BYU in any type of that format. You want to keep these guys healthy. Gunnar Romney has dealt with numerous injuries throughout his BYU career, he's coming back to BYU, and I don't think he wants to take any chances during spring ball and have any chance of him having his summer slash training camp screwed up or even the season screwed up due to an injury that could be avoided. I think it's similar for Puka He was slowed throughout tra- training camp last year because he was still getting very much into shape, and had some injury concerns early on in the 2021 campaign. So you probably will keep his workload relatively light. And Keanu Hill, I think Keanu Hill is probably the most likely of the three to see more extensive action. I think he is ready made to step into that role that Neil Pau vacated as he goes to the NFL now. And I think you'll see Keanu Hill try and establish himself. Question number two, what other wide receivers will step up and really make a move up the depth chart? I think there are two names that most of you out there are very much expecting to hear me talk about. Let's talk about them. Cody Epps and Chase Roberts. Cody Epps, obviously from modern day high school, had a very injury plagued first season in a BYU uniform. He redshirted last year, but the expectation is that he will be full go in spring ball. And I think this will be his time to really show what he can do. I think it's a similar circumstance for Chase Roberts. He dealt with two different ankle injuries during the 2021 season. And by the time he was really ready to go, the coaching staff told him, you know what? We're going to keep you on the practice squad. We're going to redshirt you. You're going to get back after it in the spring. Both of them bring a lot of intangibles in case of chase Roberts, a l- legit size, six foot four, 200 and some odd pounds. He's just a very, very good athlete. And we'll see how he participates in the upcoming spring ball. And I, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see where things stand with both of those guys when it comes to the upcoming spring camp. And I, uh, Will Cody Epps become wide receiver number one? No, I don't think so. I don't think Chase Roberts will do that either because I think they have guys ahead of them. But can they firmly establish themselves as guys on the depth chart in spring ball? Absolutely. There's no doubt they can absolutely make that move and hopefully they get that shot. Now, question number three is who will be the surprise? How do I call it? The spring all-star the spring game uh, all-american this happens every single year folks there is some dude and may that be the wide receiver position it may be at another position on the field that I hear rave reviews about and he's gonna make an impact all year long and at the wide receiver position I think you have some great candidates I think you could look at a Hobbs Nyberg a Braden Cosper I know Braden's a little more proven than most wide receivers uh, you also could see a kid like Cade Moore who I've heard great things about in practice but we've never seen him on the field will one of those guys become that spring all-star and can they overcome that stigma and become a part of the rotation in fall camp only time will tell but I do think the wide receiving core it has a huge opportunity of being that position group that gives us that spring all American the dude who was just absolutely standing out over the next month or so but then when it comes to training camp you never hear his name again or they transferred or they gave up football during the summer it happens annually it always 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 happens but I'd like to see somebody break out and by the way just to I guess this could be question number four I just like see I like Braden Cosper have a healthy spring he may be limited in terms of just keeping him healthy for training camp but guys like him who have dealt with numerous injuries similar to Gunnar Romney You want to see them get their opportunity to show what they can do. Braden Cosper has had his moments in a BYU uniform, but they've become too far between opportunities for him. Can he enjoy a healthy spring and bring something into the BYU football program that we haven't seen previously? We'll find out. It'll be very interesting to track all this throughout the upcoming spring camp. But at the same time, we've got an opportunity here to continue to break down each of these position groups throughout spring. And I will be breaking these down over the next week or so in the lead up to the start of fall camp. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll talk about offense and probably defense on one side or the other. Today, we're only going to do offense on this side. So tomorrow, uh, I'm going to think we're going to do probably tight ends tomorrow. And then on the defensive side, we'll probably hit defensive ends. We'll hit the ends, I guess you'll call it, on tomorrow's podcast. But I also reserve the right to change my mind if I wake up and feel like, you know what, we're going to change how we're going about things. So coming up here in a moment, though, we're going to get to your guys' questions. You are programming essentially the rest of the show. You are sending questions on social media and also via email. It is a Twitter Thursday. We'll get to all of those in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online, Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, and player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline on, Bet remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Also, Olympic coverage just for the remaining few days of the Olympics are ongoing. there in Bay. Beijing. It's got information as well on the Olympics, so check that all out. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action that's bet online where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you guys get your podcasts. And it is time now for you guys to have your questions answered. That you have submitted via social media, also via email. Some great questions this weekend. I appreciate all you guys who send in your questions. It's so good uh, to hear from you guys and get your thoughts on where things stand, what you guys want to hear about. So let's start off with our good friend Casey Finlinson, findaddy81 on Twitter says, hey, here's a question for you. As fans of BYU Athletics, we've been spoiled for the entire Independence era with the ability to watch every BYU game both in football and basketball going into the Big 12 what is the likelihood we as fans will be able to continue to see all BYU games and content going forward is BYU TV still going to be able to rebroadcast BYU games now on the rebroadcast front I don't know what the rights will be if I hear anything on that I'll be happy to pass it along but Casey it's going to be a little different in terms of your ability to watch BYU football going into the future and what I mean by that is ESPN plus if you guys have not not subscribed to that service quite yet. It's a streaming service from ESPN. Uh, You're going to want to do it. The Big 12 already has games in Olympic sports and some basketball contests streaming on ESPN Plus. And I got to tell you this much. When BYU and the rest of the Big 12 go into their next round of TV negotiations, ESPN Plus is probably an even bigger part of their agreement. They're going to a digital streaming platform and you're going to see basketball games and other contests from BYU in a comes to Big 12 action, they're going to be housed on ESPN+. Plus. I would hope that the Big 12 understands what BYU TV can do for them. The West Coast Conference sure did, but the same time, you're going to have to now deal with the fact that you're part of 12 other, uh, in this case, be 13 other schools for the time being, and then eventually 11 other schools. It's no longer BYU has an exclusive deal with ESPN. That has gone away. You've given that up to join the Big 12 Conference and in some cases, that can be a net positive. In other cases, it might be a negative, but I think you're going to be pleased with how you're still able to see all BYU contests. Will they be as convenient to find in certain circumstances? Maybe not, because some of you maybe are sitting there thinking, "I don't know how to work ESPN Plus." I can tell you this much. You've got a year now to really get warmed up to it and start working with it. All you need is you need to have whether you have a Amazon Fire Stick. I use Roku at my house. I've actually been in on the streaming game for literally years now. It's something I that's what I prefer to do. And I know that you're saying, well, it's no different. Than, I, I get that. Trust me. I get the arguments and all of that. But the biggest thing is right now when it comes to how things stand with the Big 12 and where they're going in terms of their future media rights you want to get on ESPN plus if you're a soccer fan guess what a lot of MLS and other international league soccer is on ESPN plus already if you're a rugby fan I know some of your BYU rugby fans well the Utah Warriors the MLR Major League Rugby I would expect at some point they're going to have more and more of their matches on ESPN plus than they already do they already have a number of them on there streaming is the future when it comes to a lot of sports rights and you have an opportunity now to get ahead of the game get schooled to the game When it comes to it, if you guys want to reach out to me on how to do streaming stuff and maybe what you should consider working with and that type of stuff, I'd be happy to help you guys out and I'll help as much as I possibly can. So, Reach out. Be happy to help you with that. But ESPN plus folks, get ready for it there. I think BYU will also be featured on the Fox networks. We're talking like mainstream stuff, football, Fox and ESPN plus. You're gonna be a big part of this. There's no doubt about that. So keep your eye on everything going on with regards to BYU and the big 12 rights, but expect, I would fully expect you are going to see a number of those contests, basketball, lower level type games, ESPN Plus, folks, it's going to be on the streaming services. And I hope at some point, yes, you do see BYU TV be a part of this, but it may not be as prevalent as it once was. Now, our second question today comes from our good friend Nick Chadwick. Nick, appreciate you listening often and always. He says this question. What game or games do we win next year that we probably shouldn't? And it's because it's inevitable. What game or games do we lose next year that we should not? I'm really hoping we can beat Baylor at at home so we don't go into the Big 12 on a two-game losing streak? Now, that's an interesting question, and I pulled up BYU's schedule and looking at it, there's actually some games I do think uh, fit on both sides of this, and what I mean by that, Nick, is you look at how the schedule lays out, and that's typically where I would uh, kind of say, okay, there's a chance for this to go one way or the other. I like your last point. Let's start with the last. We'll go in reverse order. It says, I'm really hoping we can beat Baylor at home. I think BYU is going to be geeked to play Baylor. They want to get some payback for what happened down there in Waco. I'm not going to be surprised if BYU wins that game. The only concern I have is BYU has to travel to USF the week before that and traveling all the way across the country is going to take a lot out of these guys and that could be the concern going into that Baylor game. Now to answer the questions of games that I think the BYU might lose it, they shouldn't. I think that USF game is right there on that. You have to travel across the country. We don't know what USF is necessarily going to look like. They gave BYU some fits in the game in Provo this past season. USF, you got to think it's a little more improved along the way, and it might be an interesting matchup there. Another one that I am concerned about is Utah State. Utah State was lights out down the stretch last season. They seemed to get better as the season got went along, where BYU faded a bit. They were kind of the antithesis of the Cougars. BYU did beat them in Logan last year. and You do have the Aggies coming to Provo on a Friday night. It comes off of a home game against Wyoming. So uh, it's a game that if Utah State is as good as they were last year, and obviously year to year, you don't necessarily know how each team's going to be. I think that one could be a little more interesting than it typically is. Now, the final game in terms of games I think BYU should win, but it has a question mark for me, is the game at Liberty. You're coming off back-to-back games. You're facing Notre Dame in uh, Las Vegas. And then you have to host Arkansas at home. And then you travel across the country. Your second trip of the season to the Eastern time zone. You have to go to Liberty and play there in Lynchburg, Virginia. That one could be interesting. Uh, Malik Willis will no longer be there for, uh, for Liberty, so obviously they're going to have to replace their quarterback. It might actually be former Utah quarterback Charlie Brewer, but regardless, that one I have a question mark about considering the tough two games ahead of it. Now your final point, the games I think BYU has a chance of winning that might surprise some folks that maybe they shouldn't win. Oregon. I think going to Oregon with a new coach, I know it's three games in, but Dan Lanning's got to figure things out. He's got to figure out his quarterback situation. He's got to get Oregon playing the way he wants them to play. I think that's ripe for the picking off for BYU. I also think Arkansas coming across the country, similar to BYU going back east, well, they got to come all the way west. It's an SEC team coming to Provo in mid-October. I know Arkansas had a lot of good things happen to them last year. They've got a pretty good program, but I think BYU getting them at home That could be a game that BYU wins. And then the final one, if you want a third one of games BYU could pick off, it's Notre Dame. I know it's similar to the Oregon Oregon situation where they have a new coach, but it's further into the season. Notre Dame's loaded with talent same with Oregon same with Arkansas they all got talent but the way the things are laying out if I was to pick the games that be what you could pick off those are the games I would say have a chance all right now our final question here coming in this one coming in via email and this one comes from Larry and he says Jake you talk often about being on Twitter and you call stuff like Twitter Tuesday and Twitter Thursday and you seem to have picked uh, Twitter as your main medium for social media why is that I and Larry I'm going to Assume you're not on Twitter. Maybe you are, but I—I I got that question. is an interesting one to me because I've been on Twitter since uh, 2010. So it's been over a decade I have been on that platform, and it's the platform that I like because I feel like it's the best platform for a sports fan. You can get real-time updates from any team. Any event, any political, whatever you are interested in, you can get real time updates on it and you can get them instantaneously. It's actually become one of my chief news sources. I follow a number of news outlets on Twitter and they obviously are covering all things in news. I cover a bunch of teams, players, coaches. I cover uh, my media friends. I follow all their work to stay apprised of what they're doing. In my opinion, there is not a better platform as a sports fan than Twitter. Obviously, you guys can feel free to disagree. I just think the way in terms of you can get instantaneous updates, you can send out your thoughts in real time. I think it is the perfect platform if you are a sports fan. Obviously, I've tried to keep uh, Facebook and Instagram relevant with this. Uh, I've had people say, Jake, you need it on TikTok with Lockdown Cougars. Maybe I do, but I think the current circumstances be what they are. Twitter, in my opinion, is still undefeated in terms of being the ideal platform if you're a sports fan. That's just my personal opinion on the matter. And I do, like I said, most of my work in the social media sphere is done on Twitter. And I know that Twitter is not the real world. There's, I think they said at most 30% of American adults are on Twitter. And in that 30%, what, half maybe are active on the platform, if not less than that. It's it's not a huge group of people. But it's my opinion. Just me speaking. If you're not on Twitter, I would encourage you to give it a shot. It does take a little bit of a learning curve to understand the whole nuance of Twitter, I feel like, but I I think if you go in with an open mind and try to have some fun with it, I think you'll enjoy it. Also, and by the way, I got on Twitter when it was a lot less serious than it is now. It is such a hot take platform anymore. People are just out there to roast you on Twitter at some time. So that may be a turnoff for any of you considering getting on social media, but that hopefully Larry answers your question as to why I do most of my work on Twitter. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we we'll round out today's show with some other news and notes involved in BY. IU Athletics as well as a busy Thursday schedule for BYU teams in action. Uh, The men's golf team is making me jealous. They are uh, across the pond. No, that's not the right term. They are across the Pacific, midway through the Pacific. They are in Hawaii. We'll talk about all of that here in just a second. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Intercap Lending, one of our great local sponsors. There is a reason that no lender helps more families in the state of Utah with their mortgage needs than our friends at Intercap. And simply put, Intercap gets deals done. They feature a quick and simple process. They close loans two weeks faster than the industry average. You probably have all heard about the recent rise in mortgage rates uh, due in part or actually due chiefly to that inflation that's going on nationally. Well, you can still get a pretty good rate, but you got to get on it quickly. And our friends at Intercap Lending would have nothing more than to help you guys out. And that's why they have a dedicated loan officer to all of our Locked On listeners. They have worked with Locked On Jazz for years, Locked On Utes, which I have worked on for some time. Locked On listeners are getting their own what do we call it a loan officer that's what we're going loan officer his name is steve carter steve carter would love nothing better would love nothing more excuse me than to help you guys out with everything you need with regards to your mortgage needs whether you're looking to refinance purchase a new home cash out whatever it might be he can help you guys out and the best part is he's got a direct line you can reach out to him at that's 385-800-8528 385-800-8528 you will not find a more responsive loan officer i can promise you that if you want to learn more, you can go to intercaplending.com. The best part about Intercap is it's headquartered in Utah, but they're not limited to helping people in Utah. They are licensed in more than 40 states to help with all of your mortgage needs around the country. So feel free to reach out anytime you need their services. The best part is Intercap is not a new fly-by-night organization. They've been around for 40 years years. This is a company who knows how to do it. So reach out to Steve Carter, 385-800-8528, or go to intercaplending.com for more information. That's Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. Before we go on this Thursday edition of the show, thank you once again for listening to the podcast as always. Apologies this is coming out later on on Thursday, but had a minor, I guess what we would call it technical glitch. Uh, it should be resolved and we should have our Friday edition out overnight like we typically do. But thanks for sticking with us and hope you guys are enjoying this at midday. Now to catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, let's start off with the BYU baseball program. They start their season tomorrow at the Snowbird Classic in Port Charlotte, Florida. I saw that they are already getting on the plane to head down to sunny Florida. But two members of the BYU baseball program have been named to the all West Coast Conference preseason baseball team. Those include sophomore infielder Andrew Pintar and junior outfielder Cole Gamble. They were selected by the West Coast Conference head coaches to that 2022 all WCC preseason baseball team. Congratulations to both of them. Well-deserved honors and BYU hopefully going to start the season in the right way. We had head coach Mike Littlewood on the podcast while I was out on vacation. You probably heard that podcast. We'll probably bring some of that conversation around on tomorrow's edition as we preview the season ahead. They're going to be taking on Marshall in a doubleheader on Saturday. Uh, they also start their season, I believe, yeah, tomorrow, Friday, against uh, the, against Indiana State. So February 18th at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. Then the doubleheader, as I mentioned, against Marshall. And they'll finish up the tournament Monday against host Ohio State. But congratulations, nonetheless, to all... Uh, Uh, both uh, Cole Gamble and Andrew Pintar on those preseason honors. Well-deserved on that front. Flipping over across the way there at Miller Field to Gail Miller Field, BYU softball's Chloe Temples was named West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week for the first week of the 2022 season. She's a junior transfer from Stetson University. She made a pitching debut against UNLV and the University of Hawaii in the Rebel Classic last weekend. Had a fantastic weekend and got that award. Uh, BYU is back in action starting today to take on Stanford, I believe at 4.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, they will be in action. So if you want to find out more about that you can get to byucougars.com and watch the women's softball team in action on track as typical or i guess expected as typical to make a run at the ncaa uh, regionals and i would expect that they would make it because the west coast conference is not necessarily the strongest conference in women's in women's softball but it will be one of their final opportunities to do that ahead of joining the big 12 conference which is one of the powerhouses of women's softball. And you say, Jake, how in the world do you know this much about softball? It pays to be married to a Division I softball player who played for BYU. That's how I know so much. So I don't proclaim to be an expert. Let me be very clear about that. All right, other teams in action beginning today. The men's golf team there, the John A. Burns Intercollegiate, which takes place at in Honolulu, Hawaii. They're playing at Wailua Golf Course. Uh, that started early this morning, uh, but they will be playing all this weekend. I believe there are uh, rounds today tomorrow and Saturday. I am jealous. Golf in Hawaii is absolutely stunning, and I am very jealous that they are there. The Men's women's Swimming and Diving program started the NPSF Championships yesterday. That will continue through this weekend. As I mentioned, BYU softball in action against Stanford. That's at 4.30 p.m. Mountain Time. There's a live stream link on BYUcougars.com. They also have a second game this evening. I missed this, actually, when I was just looking this up. They take on San Jose State tonight at 7 o'clock. There's also a live stream link at uh, BYUcougars.com. Com. both of those games at in Stanford California at the Smith Family Stadium so best of luck to the softball program in action and the women's basketball program already in action we'll have a recap of how things go against LMU they're having their second youth day where youngsters from the local area are taking buses to go support the women's basketball program there's one more opportunity to support the women's hoops team in action in person this season that'll be at the Marriott Center on Saturday against Gonzaga at 2 o'clock uh, little birdie told me that yours truly may be at that game uh, maybe take my daughter to it. So uh, I would encourage you guys to take an opportunity to watch the number 20 team in the country in action one last time in person, unless you so happen to be going to the West Coast Conference Championships, or if you're going to travel with them during the upcoming NCAA tournament as well. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the podcast. Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Appreciate your guys' questions, your patronage, your guys's support overall of this podcast. It makes my world go round to hear from you guys. And if you have not done so already, please consider. Consider leaving us a rating and review, especially if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, which the majority of you still do, according to our metrics. Please leave us that five-star rating as well as a couple of thoughts of what you like about the show or what can be improved about the show. I'm always open to constructive criticism, just not trolls who like to go after you. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you, thank you again for making us your first listen. Now make Locked On Big 12 your second listen of the day. It is your daily podcast, focused on all things Big 12. Josh Neighbors does an incredible job keeping you apprised of everything going. Going on in the big 12 conference it is free and available wherever you get your podcast until tomorrow have a great rest of your thursday this has been the locked on cougars podcast february 17th 2022 and we will talk to you guys manana